This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. Stretching, like everything to do with fitness, needs to be personalized to you and your unique goals. I think it's important for everybody listening to understand that we throw around this term stretching like it's this monolithic category, and there's actually a lot of different types of stretching. So, you know, often people will say, oh, make sure you stretch. Well, what does that mean? Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss how to naturally prevent and treat atherosclerosis. Then we're going to fitness school with Stretching 101. And lastly, we're going to learn five top summer grilling tips. But first, a little bit of business. Today's sponsor is Purely Natural. Their Liquid Greens Chlorophyll is the only line of soluble, grit-free, and great-tasting greens on the market. Liquid Greens can easily be mixed with your favorite drink to provide a sustained natural boost of energy to help you get through your day. There's unflavored that goes great with orange juice. The mint flavor is cool and refreshing. Dark chocolate has all the health benefits of a salad, but with a great chocolate taste. And for that extra detox boost, try activated charcoal and mint. Enjoy the energy, enjoy the detox, enjoy the great taste, Liquid Greens. Joel Thuna, MH, is a master herbalist and general manager of Purely Natural. He strives to improve the quality and natural products in the market and passes along his knowledge of herbal remedies through lectures and articles. Joel's an entertaining and accessible writer, and today we're going to discuss his latest article in the June issue of Tonic Magazine, all about the prevention and natural care of arteriosclerosis and atherosclerosis. That's a mouthful. How you doing, Joel? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Good. So, you know, I'm going to try and avoid saying the word so I don't flub them. <laughs> but first off, what is arterial sclerosis and atherosclerosis? Well, I'll be honest, I'm probably going to flub them myself. It's easier for me to write than to say, but it works. Well, first of all, most people have heard of arterial sclerosis. For sure. Well, only a few have heard of Atherial sclerosis. And I had not, actually. Oh, well, this is a good one. You got me. The truth is that both of the words should scare the living daylights out of anyone if by chance your doctor has said them to you. Uh Uh-oh. They both lead to cardiovascular disease, which unfortunately is the leading cause of death and disability, both in Canada and in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So... Our neighbors to the south aren't doing any better than we are on that one. The good news is that our understanding of these conditions has improved immensely over the past few years, and they're mostly preventable. So, first of all, let's explain what your arteries do. Your arteries carry blood from your heart to your entire body, delivering oxygen and nutrition to every cell in you, and there's about three and a half trillion cells. Kind of important. It's a big deal. When healthy, your arteries are flexible, strong, elastic tubes, very similar to the inner tube on a uh, bicycle tire. Right. Really stretchy, easily moves, stuff goes through it, all good. Unfortunately, high blood pressure takes its toll. Mm -hmm. It makes the walls thick, stiff, and this restricts blood flow throughout them and in turn to your organs and tissues. This is what's called arterial sclerosis. In layman's terms, it's often referred to as hardening of the arteries. Right. 
Atherma, which I may be pronouncing wrong, is the term used for narrowed arteries that have been restricted by fat deposits. Are we talking about plaque? Yes, arterial plaque, correct. And what happens is that the fat deposits, they get on there, they stay on there, and they also cause scarring at the same time, which damages the wall itself. Now, arterial sclerosis is the one-two punch combination of, of artery narrowing plaque accompanied by the narrow, stiff hardening of the arteries from arterial sclerosis. Essentially, it's the worst case scenario. It's both combined together. And, and it restricts the blood flow, which then restricts all the good stuff getting to all the areas of the body where it needs it. Correct. And it's a never-ending cycle because as it restricts, it increases blood pressure, which at the same time makes it restrict more. Right. It's a never-ending circle. Other terms that are used for this combination are coronary artery disease, coronary arteriosclerosis, and coronary atherosclerosis. Right. <sighs> Mouthfuls beyond belief. Right. Okay. <laughs> what are some of the symptoms of this disease? Well, doctors believe that atherosclerosis starts when damage or injury occurs to the inner layer of arteries. Right. Okay. All of us have that. To some extent. Yes. But for some of us, it's significantly worse. High cholesterol, blood pressure, chemical irritants such as nicotine. And it doesn't mean you have to smoke. Just, for example, secondhand smoke can cause the same thing. Right. And vascular diseases like diabetes all cause this damage. Once damaged, the blood cells begin to clump at the site of the damage to try and repair it, causing inflammation. And even further blockage. Correct. You beat me to that one. Over time, plaque from fat buildup, and all of us have fat in our diet. It's right. not like you're sitting there drinking fat, but and all of us and, have and fat. And you have to have fat in your diet, right? Oh, yeah, you do. Your cells need fat to live. Right. Accumulates and can actually build on top of the cells that are sitting there. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps spiraling, for lacking a better phrase. And this clogs the arteries, restricting blood flow, increasing blood pressure, which in turn causes more damage. The organs around the area begin to not get enough nutrition. Right. So that cells of those organs begin to get damaged, and it's a never-ending cycle. The symptoms of it are dependent on the actual arteries affected. For example, arteries of the heart, you exhibit signs similar to that of heart attack, which are shortness of breath and chest pain. Arteries leading to the brain show signs similar to those of a stroke, which are sudden numbness in your arms and legs and difficulty speaking. Hmm. Arteries in the arms and legs show as pain in walking or lifting. And unfortunately also, sometimes arteriosclerosis can be a direct cause of erectile dysfunction, mm -hmm. which of course is another nasty. Yes. So now that we've scared the hell out of everybody, <laughs> can we help them now, Joel? How do we help them? Well, the good news is these conditions are both preventable and treatable. Good. All of them, the family of them without going through each one again. Yep. It takes years and, in most cases, decades for these conditions to develop. Yes. And they do start as early as childhood. Now, here's the big thing. You don't want to wait until some of these symptoms show. You want to start as early as you can to start eliminating and reducing the situation before it can 
begin spiraling out of control. But what we're referring to now are the type of lifestyle decisions that you can make that are easily maintainable if you conceptualize them and follow through, right? Oh, definitely. And these are there's nothing drastic here. This is right. all the same advice I would give someone, for example, who's on diabetes or who's trying to lose weight. All of that, they're the same things. And you've heard me say them again and well, again. Well, you know, for new listeners, what types of lifestyle decisions are we talking about? One, exercise regularly. Of course. First thing, always talk to your doctor first. And once you've talked to them and you've cleared it with them what specific exercise to do, you want to aim for about 30 minutes a day, every day, day in and day out. Secondly, avoid smoking or secondhand smoke. We yep. know, as we spoke earlier in the, in the interview, that nicotine is nasty. Secondhand smoke is nasty. It causes direct damage. So avoid it at all costs. Yep. A third one I know is near and dear to you. Relax, smell the flowers, yoga, tai chi, all of those do help. They lower your blood pressure and lower your risk. Right. And lastly, eat healthy. Of course. High fiber, wide variety of fruits and vegetables, and low nasties. Okay. So let's talk about your absolute expertise, which are supplements. And what can we take to help with this? We've got about a minute left. Not a problem. I'll go through it quickly. Fiber and vitamin D, both of them direct impact. Omega-3, which we mostly will call fish oil, take it. I take it every single day. Good advice. Wonderful. Coenzyme Q10, which is an enzyme cofactor that helps you actually on the cellular level. Mm -hmm. Look for the type referred to as ubiquinol. It's more active and works better. Garlic. You can never get too much garlic. Smell irrelevant. Take it. Enjoy it both in your food and as a supplement. Vitamin B12. But go for the active form, which is known as cyano, uh, sorry, methacobalamin, not cyanocobalamin, and green tea. Green tea is wonderful. does tons of things. This is just one of them. Fantastic. Thank you for coming in today. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Next time you come back, we're going to discuss something that I actually have an expertise in, and that is flatulence. <laughs> Don't we all? We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to learn some stretching basics on the tonic. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. Hi, this is Jamie Busson. I'm not only the host of The Tonic, I'm also the host of OMTO, Toronto's best free outdoor yoga festival. Imagine taking as many as nine free yoga classes in the beautiful distillery district with hundreds of people just like you. All you need to do is bring your yoga mat and your good intentions. Please join us at the distillery district on Sunday, June 24th. For more information, please visit omto.ca. See you there. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. 
Our next guest, Kathleen Trotter, is a fitness expert, nutritionist, life coach, monthly guest on BT Montreal and Rogers Ottawa, and author of the book, Finding Your Fit. Welcome back to the show. It's my pleasure. So you got to help me this morning. I can't find a comfortable position to sleep. My back and shoulders are so stiff. And the morning after my workouts, I hobble out of bed and down the stairs. I know I'm not stretching properly. What am I doing wrong? Okay, so first of all, I love that you're personalizing this because stretching, like everything to do with fitness, needs to be personalized to you and your unique goals. But before we talk about you, let's... Well, it's all about me on the show. Haven't you learned that? <laughs> totally. But we'll get to you. Don't worry, Jamie. Don't worry. Okay. But before we go there, I think it's important for everybody listening to understand that we throw around this term stretching like right. it's this monolithic category, and there's yep. actually a lot of different types of stretching. That's true. So, you know, often people will say, oh, make sure you stretch. Well, what does that mean? So before we get to you, the main categories of stretching would be static stretching, dynamic stretching, and sort of fascial stretching and corrective stretching. Well, let's let's start at the top. Let's- yeah, start at the top, static. So that's the one that most people think of when they think of stretching. And that's where you basically take a position and you hold it for 30 plus seconds. Right. And the key with static is that's post-workout. You want to do post-workout stretching. Okay. So you're probably, after your workout not stretching enough. So you want to make sure that your post-workout stretch is a non-negotiable. It's not a, if I have time, it's not a, you know, when, it's an always. Yes. You know, and I get that. After a workout, you're sweaty, you're gross, you're just like, I want to finish. But the stretching is important. Okay? Yep. So that's when you do your 30-second plus holds of all your different body parts. But pre-workout, it's also important to do what's called dynamic mobility stretching. Okay. And so, dynamic so stretching, yeah. yeah, and I'll definitely go through that. And that's also good throughout the day because partly we get really stiff because we sit for too long. So I often tell my clients, you know, set an alarm that goes off when you're at your desk for a minimum once an hour and get up, move around. So dynamic stretching is dynamic. It's with motion. And the goal of it is to upgrade your nervous system to improve circulation and basically just get blood flow and make you feel better. So pre-workout, you would want to do dynamic mobility, right? So let's take a lunge or a hip flexor stretch where you would be traditional lunge stretch. You're on the ground, one knee back, one foot forward, and you're still holding. Okay. So that would be a static stretch where you're holding that 30 seconds. That would be post-workout. You would make that a dynamic stretch by doing that across the floor standing. So you sort of step one leg forward into your lunge, you tuck your pelvis, you're not going low into your lunge, you're working a stretch through your back hip, and then you step your back leg forward into your next sort of dynamic stretch. So you're moving through motion. And And one really preps your nervous system, sorry, and one really cools down your nervous system. And the movement that you're doing is sort of mimicking the workout that you're going to be doing going forward, Oh, I love that. Really awesome point. Yeah, for sure. Depending on what you're doing is what you will do in your dynamic warm-up. But you can use dynamic stretching throughout the day. If you're sitting at your desk, you can get up, move around, walk around, and then you can do some light, you know, shoulder rolls would be a a dynamic motion, right? It's stretching through motion. I'm sort of sitting here shoulder rolling because it's like, it feels so good. You can't see it because it's radio. But basically motion feels good. And then you just have the fascial stretching, which would include things like foam rolling. Yes. So fascia is basically your connective tissue and it spans and connects all of your bones, muscles. It's like a webbing. So when you stretch, it's more about one single muscle group. And when you do fascial stretching, it's more about planes of fascia. So you might decide you're going to stretch out your entire front of your body. And that's again, that fascial stretching is going to be done more at the beginning, more through motion. But you don't have to connect the fascial stretching to the actual workout. You can do it at any time of the day. Can you not? For sure. Well, that's the thing. Stretching can actually be done throughout your day. It's just a matter of if you do your intensity sort of a a 2 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10. So 
post-workout you're warmed up and you can take that stretch and you can go for it. If you've been sitting at a desk all day, you can still do a hip flexor stretch, you can still do uh, those shoulder rolls, you can do any of the same motions, but you just want to take it more of a 2 out of 10 because the idea is your body's not warmed up and you're just trying to create blood flow. And one of the things you said, when we, going back to you, because right. I know this is about you, yes, is. <laughs> is you say when you wake up in the morning you feel really stiff. So yeah. I often say to my clients, have a pre-get-out-of-bed stretching routine. Even if it's just a couple of minutes, it can actually make such a huge difference. And those would be done at a 2 out of 10, even more like a 1 out of 10 because you've been sleeping all night. Um, and just as simple as lying on your back and bringing one knee into your chest and just warming up that way. Does checking your emails in the morning count as, as stretching? No. In fact, I would suggest not having your phone in the bedroom to um, help with proper sleep. So going back to the rollers now, yes. Naomi, my wife, uses the roller every single night, but it hurts, right? I mean, it, it is a great stretch and it does help if you have issues with your knees or your ankles or your back, but it can hurt if you use the roller, right? Well, yes and no. It should be a positive pain, not a negative pain. Positive pain? Yes. I didn't know you were that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, negative pain would be more like a nerve pain yeah. or no, of 10 out of 10. Yeah. But the positive pain feels like a good massage. Yeah. And I often say to people, the thing about a roller is it's like, you know, we all love massages, but you can only really go for a massage maybe once a month at the most. And it's Well, the, speak for yourself. Okay. Once a week, maybe if you can afford it, no, but it's course. expensive, right? Yeah. So using the foam roller is a great way to basically it's a way to get a self massage so then when you go back for your next massage you're not starting from zero correct right? i mean i mean the, the key about massage is you want to make sure that you're you're working those areas that need it constantly absolutely so we only have time for one more there was the fourth type of stretching that we didn't get to oh the corrective stretching so yeah. basically that's if you have a biomechanical issue then you might do a corrective stretch which is more of a static stretch pre workout so it goes against my rules of only static stretching after but let's say you have a chronic hip flexor issue yep. that makes you not be able to engage your butt muscles, and like I, most of us. Right. No, no. I'm, with me, it's the Achilles. Okay. So, so, so you might do a stretch steps. for that yep. pre-workout. So yep. it just is connected to you. And I think that circles back to where we started, that stretching always has to be unique to you and your goals and your weak links. So if you're somebody who's super, super mobile already, if you're hypermobile, you don't need a massive stretching routine. You might need to maintain your flexibility, but that doesn't need to be your priority. Whereas if you're somebody who it's hard to bend over, it's hard to turn your head in the car, you constantly strain your back reaching from something, then stretching needs to be your priority. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming in ah, today. My pleasure. Next time you're back, we're going to talk about exercising outside, Ooh, right? I love it. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to learn five top summer grilling tips on the tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power Vegan Protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. I'd like to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Omega Alpha. This company is 100% Canadian owned. 
Their team consists of allopathic and naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, researchers, and other scientific professionals, all led by their CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Formulations are created on their 40,000 square foot facility located in Toronto. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, visit OmegaAlphaInc.com. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. My next guest, Carolyn Tanner-Cohen, is owner and founder of Delicious Dish Cooking School in Toronto. She's been teaching cooking classes for 17 years. She has a science background, which edifies her interest in health and fueling the body with foods that will optimize health. Carolyn teaches people how to meal plan, eat healthy, cook with natural whole foods, and organize their kitchen. She teaches new cooks, seasoned cooks, university students who are living on their own for the first time, nannies, housekeepers, and everyone in between. For more information about Carolyn, please visit deliciousdish.ca. Welcome back. Hi, Jamie. I am lord of the grill at my house. My Weber grill is like my fourth child, and nobody else is allowed to touch it. But you're a grilling expert too, right? I love grilling, and a lot of women don't grill. I know. That's true, because many of their men feel the same way that I do. Right. It's their domain. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're good cooks. That's true. But I happen to be. You're both. I am both. Okay. But for those people who are attempting to grill or need some new skills, that's what we're here today to talk about, right? This is pretty basic. Okay. So let's start with tip number one. What's your What's your number one tip? I always tell people to bring your meat or your fish or your chicken to room temperature before you grill it. Which is actually excellent advice, and I do it all the time. And what's the reason behind it? Because otherwise, it takes so long to get to the interior that you basically overcook the exterior. Right. And this way, it cooks evenly. So you ever see a beautiful steak that's pink all the way through, as opposed to brown and then red? That's because the meat has been at room temperature. Yes. And, you know, people are reluctant to do it because they think they're leaving the meat out and it's going to attract bacteria. But if you cover it properly and you're bringing it from a cold environment from the fridge, as long as you're not leaving it out too long, you should be fine, right? Absolutely. Especially red meat. You could really leave red meat out for one or two hours. Chicken, I say... 45 minutes to an hour and fish an hour. Right. Fish, you don't want to leave it, you know, too long because then it starts to smell. All right. So tip number two about the grill. What do we do? Okay. So I always grease my barbecue once it's hot. So I heat up the grill hot, like on high for a bit. Yes. Maybe about 15, 20 minutes. And then I grease the grill. And you could do it in a couple ways. It's a little bit more dangerous to spray it with a cooking spray. Yep. But if you spray it horizontally and let the spray kind of shower the grill and fall on top of the grill, then you're fine. Otherwise, you could take a damp cloth... It has to be damp and dip it in some vegetable oil and using tongs, brush the grill. That's what the grill masters do down south. They yeah. use, they use the, uh, the rubbing method. Yeah, but it has to be damp. Otherwise, the oil does not absorb into the cloth. Correct. And this is a collateral hint that I'm going to give, and that is you clean your grill after every grilling so that when it comes time to grease it after, the grease is actually on the grill and not the schmutzy stuff that you've left behind. For sure. Also, if the schmutzy stuff is still there, then you're going to have flare-ups. For sure. Right. Okay. So when people are cooking, they tend to futz. They futz. They futz with their food. And sometimes the food sticks to the grill. So what do do you have to say about that? Okay. So I always tell people that if your food is sticking, it's not ready to be flipped. Now, let's just go back for a second and talk about how your grill should always be clean. Right. Okay. So we're assuming that your grill is clean. Your food will basically flip itself. 
Right. Once it's ready to cook. Right. Now, I'm not saying it's going to jump off the grill, but I'm saying that when you try to flip your chicken, if it's sticking to the grill, walk away, have a glass of wine, come back in a minute or two, and then try again. And it, when it's caramelized on the outside, it will flip itself. Right. So that's the indication that you're touching things too early. And people like to move things around and test it. And really, it's a question of experience. But once you've been grilling, you kind of know a cut of meat, how long it's going to take time-wise to get those grill marks that you want. Absolutely. And a good rule of thumb is everybody's sort of worried about chicken. A chicken breast brought to room temperature for about an hour, boneless chicken breast, needs four to six minutes per side. So don't even look at it before four. Take a peek at four and likely you will have to leave it till six. Right. Okay, so flare-ups, we've talked about cleaning your grill. So how do you recommend, what do you mean by cleaning it? What are we talking about? Okay, so first of all, you after every single use, give it a good scrub down yes. with your brush. Right. And then when it's cool and off, you could take off the grill grates and then clean up the inside, get a little bag, brush it around with your, with your grill brush and clean up the schmutz that gathers underneath. Because what happens is the grease from the food drips into the existing grease underneath your grill grates and that will cause a flare up. Yeah, and most good barbecues have a trap where the grease is to collect and you should really be cleaning the trap out. Most people don't. I admit I'm slow to do it. Yeah, like almost every time. Yeah. Especially if you've cooked a big dinner and if it's been chicken on the bone with a lot of grease drips, absolutely. You got to clean it after each time. Right. Okay. And also, uh, here's a little tip. People have been talking about the wire brushes that you're using for the grills. Yeah. If you don't feel like getting the grill brushes, which are sort of awkwardly shaped, if you go to a hardware store, get a masonry hard wire brush, and they work tremendously well on grills. Oh, yeah. Those are really good. I have one of those, too. Okay. So, marinating. Okay. This is a great tip, actually, because people marinate their vegetables. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about vegetables first, Jamie. Okay, so people marinate their vegetables before they put the balsamic and olive oil and salt and pepper. All that's doing is making your vegetables soggy. And imagine trying to grill something that's soggy. It just doesn't work. So what I like to do is I like to oil up my vegetables very lightly. Mm-hmm. Then I grill them. And then afterwards, I'll not marinate them, but I'll season them with the same thing you would have marinated them. And so a bit of balsamic, some chili flakes, maybe olive oil, good flaky seeds salt, you do it afterwards. And as for the meat or fish or chicken, you never want to put something that has a sugary barbecue sauce onto the grill as it's cooking. You always do that afterwards, and that's because the barbecue sauce has sugar in it, so you're going to have a burnt exterior. Right. So that's why the good barbecue people barbecue with a spice rub. Exactly. And then they brush on in the last few minutes. Well, it depends on how long the meat is on, right? Like, you can get away with a marinade if it's a quick cook, right? Uh, yeah, but we're talking, like, three minutes. Right, exactly. Right. But, but if you're if you're slow cooking or smoking, got to go with a rub. Yeah. And I agree, the marinade comes after. Yeah. Now, going back to vegetables for a yeah. second. I think what you have to recognize with vegetables is whatever it is you're marinating it in, whether yeah. it's like a simple dressing, it's not going to permeate into the food as if it were meat. With the meat, it's going to capture the flavor. With, right. with the vegetable, it's a different cell structure. Exactly. And it, and it doesn't take on flavor the same way. It just makes them soggy. Right. What I do, for example, if I'm grilling peppers, is at the very last minute, I'll do a light vinaigrette, but it's in there for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and you don't expect it to capture the flavor. But really, if you undercook the vegetables by one minute, if you take it out one minute before you think you should, and they're still hot, and you put it into the marinade after, that's when it picks up the flavor. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's delicious. And don't forget to season with your flaky sea salt at the end. Exactly. Well, thank you for coming in today. That was great. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Next month, you're coming back to tell us all about uh, those pantry staples that you need for healthy cooking. Is that right? Can't wait. Pantry, fridge, and freezer. 
And thank you for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on iTunes and thetonic.ca. Please join us next week on The Tonic at our new time at 11 a.m. when we discuss, among other things, yoga outdoors and insurance as an asset. Until then, this is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.